my love tribe. Welcome to Heartblend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I help others love and discover themselves to reach their highest potential. If you're returning, then welcome back. And today we're focusing on the heart chakra. The heart chakra is in the center of our chakra system. Obviously, the heart is going to relate to the heart space, the chest, the arms, and the hands. The color associated with the heart chakra is green and pink. The truth of this chakra is that love is divine power. It is heavily focused on our emotions. It is focused on love, dedication, compassion, trust, and forgiveness. Fears associated with the heart chakra are the fear of loneliness, fear of commitment, not following your heart, and the inability to protect your emotions. Some signs that your heart chakra is balanced is that you're able to forgive, you have love towards others and towards yourself, you exhibit self-acceptance and acceptance towards others, you hold compassion and grace and empathy for those that are around you. You are able to see life through the lens of love. If your heart chakra is closed, then this means that you may deal with being unable to forgive, bitterness, anger, jealousy, and hatred. If your heart chakra is too open, then you may deal with loss of boundaries, allowing for other people to take advantage of you, not protecting your emotions, overgiving people-pleasing. These are some qualities that mean that your heart chakra is too open. Some physical ailments associated with some imbalances with your heart chakra are going to be asthma, heart attacks, any respiratory issues, problems with breathing, bronchitis, breast cancer, and in my opinion, also coronavirus. I don't even like saying that. (laughs) But even in today's climate of COVID-19, it's obviously very related to the respiratory area. There's something to be said about this at this time. Love is something that's been a struggle for humanity. It feels that it's been divided into several different groups, those that see love and those that don't. And I think that it's only natural for something like this to be manifested out of such energy of deep-rooted hatred and anger and non-acceptance and judgment and rejection for love. So it all makes sense why we are dealing with this certain pandemic and why it's affecting us in this area. We could have been dealing with a virus that focuses on our stomach area, a very bad stomach virus. We could have dealt with some type of virus or anything that affects the mind, the head. But instead, we have a virus that is focused on the heart chakra, our ability to breathe. And I believe that through this, we really have to come to a space of loving energy for ourselves, and for those around us. If you've noticed lately, there's been more speak about love and acceptance and unity, all at the same time while this virus is beginning to grow and expand. Isn't that interesting? Isn't there such a strong parallelism that we are so focused on loving one another, 
breaking down the forms of racism, breaking down all the things that keep us divided, focusing on unity and love and acceptance for one another. And in the past, it hasn't always been on this focus. We are focused now on coming together and love. And those that are rebelling against that are exhibiting those examples of immense anger and fear and hatred because they are out of alignment of their heart chakra, love. And if we can just get to a place of loving ourselves deep enough to be able to love each other without any form of trying to possess one another, control one another, pick and choose what we want to love and accept for each other, but to love each other unconditionally and have that acceptance for one another shows us that we can get through this. Also noticing how the nature of the virus and the fact that we can get close to the ones that we love helps us to build that awareness of how much we do love. So I think this is a point in time in humanity, in the chakras of humanity, because humanity is a body of people. And so we have a collective feeling of each chakra in all of us that we see in a group. And so through this journey of getting through this pandemic, it is crucial that we focus on love and acceptance. And how can we love in a healthier way? How can we get to a place of accepting one another? That's what we've been talking about for the longest time, and it's become more and more prevalent right now. Not just slapping on a sticker to say, oh, yes, we love each other. It's a wonderful world. But no, taking full responsibility and ownership in our actions and listening to one another, reaching to a place of trying to get to deep understanding. And I think that it's amazing that throughout this whole entire ordeal, there is a message behind all of it. And the word corona means crown. And through that heart, each chakra has an alignment. And the energy that flows through the root of who we are up into that heart is the energy that travels to the top chakra, which is the crown, which is the connection to God. So as we heal the heart chakra, as we heal the love within ourselves, the acceptance for one another, seeing that we are all connected and to embrace love helps us to grow in enlightenment, to be able to be a humanity that is connected to God. So as we think of love, who is the greatest teacher of love? The greatest teacher of love that has ever touched this earth is Yeshua, or as many people refer to, Jesus. Yeshua is the name of how you would pronounce it in Hebrew. But Jesus was the ultimate energy of love. And what has happened with his message? It has been so tainted that there have been 
all of these forms of religion to create separation. You cannot get to a place of love without acceptance. And so to have the religion to teach hating one another, not accepting one another, you're different than me, I don't accept you, therefore I don't love you. But if your belief is to follow who has come here to teach you love and you cannot even do that past a theory, you're negating the entire message. Loving thy neighbor, not loving thy neighbor who is also Christian, not loving thy neighbor who is also this or that or this or that. Loving thy neighbor, simple. And for some reason, we are having difficulty still getting there. Why? Not because we really don't love each other, but because the love has not been instilled in who we are for ourselves. Why? Because we have learned to unlove. We have learned to fear. We have learned to hate. We have been conditioned over time to separate ourselves, to fall into the illusion of separation. Our hearts are naturally designed for love. We are designed to express love, to see acceptance in one another. It's only when we have problems of acceptance when we reject who we are and we see that through that filter in other people. That's when we've gotten to this place of not accepting each other. And so when you go against love, your natural design, how you are completely put together, that is when you go into a place of sin because sin means against. And anything that's against love is a sin against who you are. This has nothing to do with religion. In fact, it's the complete opposite. Religion is only a study, a study of the divine energy. It does not connect to the divine energy, that's spirituality. But in the teachings of Jesus, he has only taught about love and how to love and how God is love. That is why it's the divine power. So if we're in this state of fear and anger and jealousy and hatred and bitterness and not able to forgive one another and feeling the pain towards ourselves and hating ourselves and rejecting ourselves and not accepting ourselves, then we are negating all of God's teachings. Teachings that have been taught and verbalized and communicated through several leaders. It doesn't feel good when you're angry. It doesn't feel good when you're jealous. It doesn't feel good when you're hating or you're bitter or you're unable to forgive. It literally tears you apart. It creates illnesses. It creates diseases. You become crippled. You become trapped and limited and broken. Have you ever seen a person that is in such rage and anger and frustration There's no beauty that's shown through those expressions because it is expressing fear and fear is the opposite of love. So this is not to say in order to know what love is, you must be a Christian because that is following Jesus Christ. It's to acknowledge the fact that Jesus is Jesus. 
there was no Christianity prior to Jesus. It was just Jesus. It was just him teaching love. There is no separation. There is no, I'm right, you're wrong. It's, I follow love and I embody love and I still love you anyway, even if you can't see it for yourself, even if you can't feel it for yourself, even if you don't know how to love, I know how to love, but it doesn't make you wrong. We, we have tainted it so much, used it to condemn people, to control people, to kill people, literally, for not being in this place of understanding a love consciousness. It's been completely twisted into being everything but love itself. That's the part that's so ironic. The faith that is to teach love doesn't always exhibit that. Doesn't. Because just by attaching yourself to one form or view or perspective and then telling or saying that all other beliefs are wrong means that you're seeing separation and it means that you're not accepting, which therefore means you're not loving each other. So I did get off on a little bit of a tangent when it comes to this whole love chakra, but love really is a divine power. And it is important for us to acknowledge that it's not just about love romantically, love and relationships, love for yourself and all creatures, all beings, all other people, your home, your environment, love, and to embody love. When you're in the energy of love, you're feeling safe, you feel free, you feel secure, you feel accepted, you feel understood, empathy is there. How many of us truly feel that love energy? So to believe that love is outside of you is completely absurd. Love is not something that someone has to do for you. Love is an energy that you exude, that a state of being, if you will. And you can put yourself there by removing the blockages and the fears and the conditioning and the walls that you've put up that tell you that you're not good enough. Have that love and acceptance for yourself and all things surrounding you. So we've gone over the heart chakra and I want to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this message so that we can go over how to heal and activate our heart chakra, the core chakra to our entire system. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome back. And now we're going to focus on healing and activating our heart chakra. So if you've just gone through any kind of a breakup or you're going through any kind of grief or sadness, whenever we go through this, 
because we've lost a loved one, because a connection that has been dear to our heart has been broken, because we've been harmed by something that we give love to. This is really important to heal that chakra. So what are some ways that we can take care of this? Well, one, it's most important to focus on forgiveness. Forgiveness, it doesn't matter about anything outside of this, foods, crystals, whatever. We'll get to that later. But none of that touches the power of forgiveness. And why is that? Forgiveness is something that many of us don't really understand, are unable to really do. Many people think forgiveness is just saying, oh, it's okay. I forgive you. Or I forgive you, but I won't forget. Or I can never forgive you for what you did to me. I will never let you live that down. It's a view that tells you or makes you think that in order to forgive You must excuse a certain behavior or anything that has hurt you emotionally and to let your foot off of the person. It's almost like you want them to suffer, right? So for some reason, you thinking by you feeling and saying that I'm not going to forgive you is a way to make them feel pain or a way to make them feel hurt or a way to make them feel as though they can't enter your heart again by not forgiving. That cannot be further from the truth. Forgiveness is very complex. And in order to forgive, you have to change your higher consciousness. You have to change your perception. You have to gain understanding. You have to forgive yourself meaning you have to understand yourself in a new perspective. You have to release the pain that is harboring in your spirit. So as you grow and you emotionally develop, forgiveness is a part of emotional development. As you go through life and you release the burdens because you understand that you are worthy of love. You were never meant or in a space that you deserved pain or punishment, or suffering. We've gone through life believing that we must suffer or experience pain for the consequences that we've done. But it is because of the pain and the suffering that we're feeling before we take the action, it's already the previous consequence. It's backwards. A lot of us think that you do wrong, then you experience a consequence and you feel pain for that consequence so that you'll learn. But the truth of the matter is, is that when you're in a state of pain, when you're in a state of not loving yourself or coming from a place of fear, is when you take certain actions that are against your well-being and you're already feeling the consequences of that before you even take that action. Therefore, somebody has acted out of character. They have acted out of fear towards you. They have hurt you. They have said harmful things towards you. They have done harmful things towards you. They are in a state of fear. They are in a state of those consequences regardless. So it's no point in you feeding yourself that pain over and over and over again 
because you don't want to let it go. But letting go is the only way to actually heal. And the only way to let it go is to know that you no longer identify with what you associated yourself, your worth, your value to the pain that you've received. When you understand that and you say, wait a minute, that's not me. That doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't hurt you. If someone says something that's totally off, completely off, that you have zero association to, or you can see where they are in their life, you can see them where they are. Maybe they're a child. So, okay, you know, they're, okay, they're emotionally underdeveloped. They're not mature. Maybe it's someone that is mentally ill or mentally disabled. You say, okay, they're mentally ill. They're mentally disabled. They don't really know what they're doing. Maybe it's someone that's senile or has dementia. Okay, their, their mind is not really in the right place. But when it's someone that is in your peer group, someone that looks like they have it all together, when you receive some negative feedback from something that looks normal to you, it's hard to let that go, isn't it? It's hard to forgive when it's a parent, when it's someone that you've instilled and trusted your heart with. It hurts. It hurts. Why can't we be able to see and feel and know and have the understanding and knowledge that it is because they have fear in their heart is why they have treated us with such disrespect or dishonor? Not because we're not worthy of love. Not because we're not worthy of greatness or magnificence. So we have to be able to really see where people are and have that understanding. And the best way to get there is to understand yourself. You'll be able to say, you know what? I've been there. I know what that's like. I used to think that way. I used to feel that way towards other people. And I could see how they got to that space. They're coming from a place of ignorance and fear. They're not coming from a higher source. There's no need to trust it. So then you're able to let it go. Therefore, forgive. But it takes time because you have to go through an entire process of understanding and having the strong level of empathy in order to get to that space to let it go. Especially if your solar plexus is blocked or out of alignment. So as you can see, how all of these chakras correlate. So if that personal power is out of alignment, and if you are not feeling that strong self-esteem, you're not feeling good about yourself, do you see how easy it is to now have a blocked heart chakra because you're going to take things personally more often? And so now that solar plexus is blocked, it's not cranking up, It starts slowing down that heart chakra. And that heart chakra is not able to spin the way that it can because that solar plexus is blocked. That solar plexus is blocked because that sacral chakra might be blocked due to a relationship that you've had. And the relationships that you have might be blocked because of how you've been raised in your family. So everything begins to correlate as you go up and down that chakra system. 
So moving on back to how we can heal and activate this heart chakra. I'm really passionate about this area. There's not one chakra out of all the systems that I'm going to be more passionate about than that heart chakra because my purpose, my mission, and who I am is to teach love. Love for yourself and discovery for who you are. So this is a very passionate place for me. So on a lighter note, some ways that you can focus on that heart chakra is by eating green foods, leafy green vegetables. These are going to be very helpful, even with that respiratory system. Broccoli represents the bronchial system. Cilantro, sage, basil, thyme, parsley, all of those herbs and spices are really good for the heart chakra space. Drinking a green juice or green smoothie is also good for healing that chest area as well. It's very, very cleansing. As you notice, it's not very sweet. Most of it is very bitter, but it's very cleansing to this area. The bitter the vegetable, the more cleansing the vegetable. Typically, the greener the vegetable. The best sense that is going to be used out of all the five senses in relation to the heart chakra is touch. We touch to communicate so much, to understand something. We touch something. That's how we are born. We come into this world whenever we want to learn something. A baby's natural inclination to figure out what it is is to touch it. Also to exude affection and to show how much we care. We want to be close to one another and touch one another. So touch is very important. So whenever you're feeling that that heart chakra is blocked, hug someone. Incorporate more touch, body touch with yourself. You want to feel that closeness. That can be so healing just to have that touch. Go get a massage, anything that will help to heal that heart chakra. If you've just gone through any kind of a breakup or heartache, take that time to heal. Take that time to understand yourself again, to give yourself back your own power and control over your life and control over yourself. Don't just jump from one person to another person to another person to another person without taking that time to heal along the process. And to build that deep, deep love for yourself so that it can be then overflowing to every area of your life. Release that bitterness and jealousy and anger. Release that. If we continue to hide and suppress that anger, it will only wreak havoc on our hearts. It may cause a stroke, heart attack, so forth. Some great crystals that are good for the heart chakra are going to be emeralds, aventurine, rose quartz, malachite. These are green crystals and the rose quartz is a light pink crystal. Whenever you're doing any type of meditation, you want to focus on that spinning wheel once again, a green spinning wheel. For men, that's going to move counterclockwise. For women, it's going to move clockwise. And just imagine that wheel spinning. Close your eyes. Incorporate some nice scents such as rose, 
the smell of rose or pine, bergamot, melissa or tuberose. Just smelling those soft scents that really put you in a space of love. Utilizing the color green and allowing for yourself to do some deep breathing. But this time you're going to breathe deeply into your chest. You're putting all of your energy into that chest energy. And you're going to take those deep breaths in. And you're going to utilize the affirmation of I love. So starting your affirmations with I love. Rather, it's, I love my life. I love my pets. I love myself. I love my family. I love my partner. I love my friends. Whatever it is, just say, I love. And some really good yoga poses to do with this chakra is going to be by standing with one foot in front of you, one foot behind you, with your hands directly up. So as we talked about in the sacral chakra, very similar, but your arms are out extended in front of you at shoulder level. These arms are going to be up above your head, pointing upwards. And it's important to spend time with the things that you love. Even if it's a project, a passion project, something that you love doing, enjoy that, love Love, love, love. Feeling that love and compassion for others. Spending time with your pets that have that unconditional love. If you don't have any pets, then just spending time talking to people that you love. If you feel absolutely alone and you don't feel connected, then this is a time where we need to focus on that heart chakra to build that love for ourselves. Because it's all about connection. You can also focus on wearing the color green, just having more plants and green around you. We always associate the color green with health and healing. That's across the board. And that is why the heart chakra is also green, because love is very healing. It has the power to break down so many walls, walls that are built out of fear. Your hands and your arms are also highly connected with your heart chakra. But they're connected in the sense that how you express that love that you have within yourself can be expressed through your body by how you touch others. You notice if someone utilizes their hands in a hateful way through anger, a tight grip, a punch, a push. They're expressing out of a blocked heart chakra. And this is why it's so, 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 so very important to heal that heart chakra. Because we cannot continue to go on and on with that anger and hatred in our heart. Something that we've learned over time. And if you can't get to a place of loving one another, just start with understanding. Release anything that holds harbor on your heart. Ask yourself the questions. What do you love? What makes you feel accepted? Do you accept yourself? What do you accept about yourself? So whatever you are not accepting in yourself, make it a point to focus on healing that 
which is not being accepted by you for whatever reason. Commit to healing the pain, the emotional pain that you may be experiencing. Make a commitment to yourself to focus on healing that. Identify whatever wounds that you're harboring or holding on to. Many of us take the wounds that we have, things that have hurt us, things that have harmed us, and we use it for power over one another and a type of currency exchange through that process. It's very good information I've learned through the book, The Anatomy of the Spirit by Caroline Miss. Utilizing that wounded energy as a way of currency for relationships. Let me see how well you can move around my wounds. How well can you comfort me according to my wounds? But it is our responsibility to heal those wounds. No one else's. Those that have survived traumatic experiences and things that have happened to them. They utilize these wounds as a way of determining who is for them. But think of who you are outside of those wounds. Think of who you were before those wounds happened. You are not your wounds. Your entire existence is not your wound. Your wound is something that happened along your journey, but it is not who you are. So we have to heal that and not allow for it to consume us or allow for it to allow us to consume others with our wounds. Identify any good that came out of your emotional wounding. What did you learn from the experience? What will you never do again? What have you gained from the experience? It's all a part of our life journey and it hurts. It feels uncomfortable. It's gut-wrenching a lot of times. These stories that we have throughout our lives are not rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. Sometimes it's very dark. But what are you learning through that experience? How can you heal it? The bigger the lesson, the bigger the wound, the greater the purpose. And last but not least, live in love. Embody love. And continue to love those that have not gained the level of understanding of love. So this concludes this episode on the heart chakra. I know it was very long and it's a very deep episode, but I wanted to cover this in as much capacity as I could because this is the most important chakra we need to focus on right now. So I hope that you all enjoyed it. Please stay tuned as the next chakra we will cover will be the throat chakra. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Heartblend Podcast.